Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com. Welcome back to Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey uh, to dissect, dissect even, the 2-0 victory over Ross County. I remember 
the post-match fixtures coming out, Kevin, I looked at this one, thought to myself, I wouldn't even call it a banana skin. That would be disrespectful to Ross County. This was a tough, tough game. Um, and we've come through it. Now, I know that second half wasn't as pretty as the first, uh, but we got the job done, 2 nothing. And I'll tell you, it's no more than Celtic deserved, was it? Exactly, yes. Thinking the same when the fixtures come out, you know, Dingwall is never an easy place to go. And like you say, you don't want to be disrespectful and say it's a banana skin. You'll just be respectful and say it's a really tough venue to go to. It's a tough, tough game to play. The main thing about today was just coming through and getting out the other side with the three points. And we've done it. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm just sounding more relieved <laughs> than anything at the moment. Because that second half was not of the same level and the same quality as the first. But I don't know, even just a quick reflection on it, I'm not sure it was ever really in doubt. We just didn't put it to bed early enough. So absolutely, just to you know, come away, away with the three points, a win next week, and that's it. This is the thing, such a, a slender lead. Ross County have got some quality players. Anything can happen. This this is the problem. Anything can happen. Some speculative cross into the box, Kevin, that might strike somebody's arm. You know, they might get a break of the ball. The keeper might spill it, and that that is really the concern. That's why that second half certainly wasn't as enjoyable as the first. Um, and that that really is what a lot of the the commenters are saying coming through in the comment section. Thanks for joining us. Get involved in the chat. We will be talking for half an hour all about Celtic's two nothing victory at Dingwall. And uh, Kevin said, you know next week it comes down to next week and where does that leave leave us in terms of uh, winning the league well you know we're a whisker away from from that uh, we need to start off I think the uh, the discussion by talking about this man Jota um, we Jota is he that we I'm not sure I, I can't uh, call anyone we so to me he's still big Jota <laughs> well he's not that we is he I, and the thing with him is there's been discussions over the last few weeks in relation to his form I think overall uh, it was it was actually mentioned there that's now got 11 assists and 11 goals. So 35 games for Celtic, which is more games than he's played even for his parent club. Uh, and I hope that that level of um, consistency that we've had from Jota in terms of game time, uh, similarly to Cameron Carter-Vickers, will have both players... Uh, you know, thinking that their future may lie at Celtic Park because although Jota has not been consistently brilliant, you can see the quality is there, Kevin. You can, and as you say, he might not have been consistently brilliant, but he's consistently been in the team, which shows that Ange has got faith in him, even when he's in his downtown uh, down spells, which he probably didn't have anywhere else. He's certainly not been shown it at Benfica because they've loaned him out a couple of times, so. You know, can I read between the lines in that one? He's possibly not got a future there. The fact that they've included a sell-on fee for Celtic, not just uh, not a loan to give him experience. This is a loan to sell him, really. Uh, if he's getting the game time here, you'd like to hope that those kind of things play positively on the player's mind. And if he can, if he can keep on putting in these levels of performances in the next four games, then. I, once again, he becomes another player that you think we've definitely got to sign up. And the return that he's had, you say, 11 goals, 11 assists, that's that's a fantastic return for a player who is only, what is he, 21, 22? He's still kind of at the early stages of his career. So you'd like to wow, think again... Wow, yeah, just turned 23. 
He's turned 23. There yeah. you are. So there's still big things. That he, I mean, he can still improve. So if we can get him tied down again, he becomes another uh, you know, big asset to, this, to the team. No, he definitely does. And I think that, you know, it was it was interesting that we were discussing him because I even suggested that Abada might be feeling a little bit um, disappointed at being left out. Uh, and if you were to make that change, it would be joy. He was in the mood in the first half, absolutely no doubt about it. I'm glad he got on the score sheet. Uh, Pat Santos comes in on the YouTube channel to say second goal wins us this important match. Jota, number one Celtic player for me. He was my man of the match. I'd be surprised if he wasn't named the man of the match after that game, Kevin. And again, it's another reminder. I think that, you know, over the over the last few years, we've I think we've worked the loan deals fairly well. I think we've, we've worked the loan market fairly well. There's a few that we probably would have liked to have stayed at Celtic. I mean, I, I'm one, I would have kept El Yunusi. I, I liked El Yunusi. I thought after two... Um, loan spells at the transition to become a permanent player basically wouldn't have existed um, he knew the game I also felt having spoken to Alan Morrison at the beginning of the season he might have suited Ange Postecoglou's style as well Denier I thought was was definitely a player we, we should have moved heaven and earth to keep but this season I'm looking I know that Maeda is, is class as a loan player but we have an obligation to buy Maeda but the two the, the two other loan players um, it's not a hit or a miss it's the two of them are absolutely integral to this side and they showed it again today didn't they? They did they did I actually think over the last couple of years our loan signings have been more missed than hit um, but I'm thinking of guys like Moritz Bauer and John Joe Kenny, when I'm thinking of the loan signings, they were just absolute disasters, and Paul Yan as well, another one. But we've definitely got it right with these two. We've, we've gone out and we've found two players that had the skill set and had the the attitude, the ambition that matched that of the manager. And they've come in and they've been brilliant. A lot of my notes in the first half were about Carter Vickers as much as anyone else, just mm. because I felt he was so commanding. I don't think he lost an aerial duel in the whole game. Every time the ball was in there, he went and won it. He still, for me, looks really composed with the ball at his feet as well because he just he does the simple thing with it, but he never looks rushed or panicked. And he was he was tremendous all game. And then, kind of second half, a lot of my notes are actually fairly negative about the team in a sense because I felt we we just dropped off. But then the positive side of it is every time the ball went to Jota, something happened. He was beating his man consistently. He was delivering good balls into the box. He just couldn't get anyone on the end of them. If we could have, you know, if, I think if, if we had Jack Amakis in there for some of the crosses in the first 20 minutes of that half, he's getting on the end of them and he's causing a lot of problems. Um, those two, for me, were just kind of head and shoulders above the rest today. Mm-hmm. And, and they were two of the driving forces behind that win. And absolutely delighted that it was Jota that got the second goal. Because he, he did deserve it. Oh, he did. You're mentioning there Cameron Carter-Vickers. Um, the big moment for me uh, might go under the radar. Uh, and There was actually a moment like this against Rangers, but we lost the game, is the block on 53 minutes, and it was uh, Peyton's shot, which was goal-bound, and Cameron Carter-Vickers blocks it. And now he's done that so many times this season, Kevin, and sometimes it does go under the radar, but, you know, it's a 2 nothing win. So it's unlikely that that's going to be shown in the, the highlights reel at the end. But that brings it back to 1H at a time. 
actually when you're looking at it and thinking, you know, we're, we're not really hitting the heights we did in the first half here, 10 minutes into the second half. And, you know, Ange Postecoglou, you know, makes the changes at 60 minutes, one of which we had we had suggested would be the case with Kyogo getting his 60-minute run out and, and Yakamakis coming in. Um, but to be able to to bring on a badder for Maeda Rogic for O'Reilly is a luxury um, that Ange hasn't had for many, many months at Celtic. And I think that the Carter-Vickers situation um, is such that it's fallen into this, almost a debate over the last few months, which one do you want us to keep? And I'm like, you know, I want us to keep both of them. If we did four bits of transfer business in the, in the window here, I want two of them to be Jota and Carter Vickers. You know, and I actually think we probably need more more than four. I think we probably need half a dozen. It's not going to be anywhere near what we've seen in the pre-season um, in terms of personnel coming and going. But we still need to shift quite a lot of bodies out the door. Kev, we mentioned it at the beginning of the game and if you're replacing, and I'm not saying like for like, but if you're replacing them with players who are going to contribute, then your squad, uh, stand the standard and the quality of your squad, just, just it's taken to another level. Because at the moment, um, you know, we it's hearts in the mouth moment whenever Joe Hart looks as though he's maybe got a wee injury and it happened against Dundee United earlier in the season and you're just hoping and praying that doesn't happen I feel the same with the centre-halves at the minute Carter Vickers gets injured and you know yeah Welsh would come in but it is a drop it really is a drop in, in quality I feel the same at left back I'm happy um, with Ralston as a backup by the way what a pass the last kick of the ball Right into the stand, fantastic! It was it was giving me kind of flashbacks to Shane Duffy last season, um, but I thought Ralston comes in. It's as if he's never been out. So that, so there's players and there's areas of the park where there isn't really a drop off. I think um, until Maeda started filling in on the left hand side, I had the similar concerns. If Jota was out, you know, if, if Jota and then Mikey Johnson was the man behind him, there's that drop. So I do still think we're, we're probably six players short where Ange wants to be uh, come the summer, which if we do, and the question is coming in from Todd Ferguson, um, if we do beat Rangers next week, mathematically we don't get crowned as league champions, but it is highly unlikely that they're going to claw back the goal difference. You know, To make it mathematically impossible after a victory against Rangers, we'd need one point from the final three games. That That is how it's going to be set up. Um, but let's get as many of your comments in as possible. It's a massive... Ma- yeah, Jota gets man of the match, unsurprisingly. It's a massive day in the season. Um, and let's also look back on how we got here. You know, Axom has been an audio podcast since 2017. We're coming up for our fifth birthday and our 1,000th show. But during the, the lockdown and going into last season, with it being the uh, quest to win 10 in a row we decided that there was definitely a, a need for a daily Celtic show. And it was a bulletin. It was literally meant to be a 10-15 minute bulletin, probably just me um, going through the, the, the last 24 hours and any stories and rumours and gossip. But we very quickly realised that um, there was a lot of the guys who had maybe been involved, Kevin, that uh, wanted to, to get involved in the bulletin. And it's grown and grown. And it's been uh, good, bad and indifferent. 
It really has been. And until, obviously, we won the, the Scottish Cup and we covered that game last season, uh, the Hearts game, we covered this season's Scottish Cup. But in terms of the league title, you know, this would be the first um, time that we've actually been live for the run into a league. And it's going to be very exciting. We get, um, I mean, I got a great video, JP was away up, I spoke to him on my way through to the studio, he's away up to Dingwall without a ticket today, you know, uh, on the off chance that he gets in, thankfully he got a ticket, sending me some videos from inside the ground, I was getting pictures from Natasha way up on the bus this morning, and, you know, some people give you a bit of stick for not being at the games, but there was a real dilemma when we started getting back into the games this season, because I do have a season ticket, even though it's in the name of John Paul Dykes, whoever he is, and, um, this season, my brother's been using it with his, with my old man, etc., etc., uh, and I'm trying to figure out a way next season of being able to go to the games and do the bulletin because, you know, it's something we've done for two seasons now and and it works and there's a lot of people all over the world who enjoy it, um, so we're trying to look at that. But then next next week, Kevin, I will be sitting here covering the game. My brother will be sitting in my seat at Celtic Park, and that's just the way it is. Um, but it, it doesn't make me any less a Celtic fan. I, I take my hat off to the people that travel away up to Dingwall, that go to all their away games in Europe. I think phenomenal level of support, and I never ever take that for granted. Um, and it doesn't matter what's happening uh, in uh, Celtic's fortunes; they're there. As Tommy Burns said, and they're always there. Um, I've I've been a season. My first season ticket was 1994, and I remember, you know, prior to that. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. I had been going to the games since 1987. Yeah, I'm old. You know, there's no other way. That's 35 years ago. 1987. Uh, but up to that kind of point, unless you're playing Rangers or maybe a big European game, we, we would go on local buses, Kevin, and it was never really a question that you would get a ticket. You, you know, a, a lot of the games weren't ticket games anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was McCann. It was Fergus McCann that brought this thing in, season tickets. And I think prior to that, Jim... Or has the figures? I think we had something in the region of between six and eight thousand season tickets before Fergus McCann came in, and then you know he's talking about it's incredible, isn't it? And and he's talking about building a stadium that would house sixty thousand fans when our average attendances were probably you know thirty six thousand. Some of the bad seasons in the nineties were probably lower than that, and you're thinking, what games are we going to fill the stadium for? Rangers, maybe Aberdeen at the time, and some European games. So in terms of going to the games, I am trying to figure out a way of doing it. You, obviously, um, don't get to as many games as you'd like because of your geographical um, situation at this moment in time. But a big shout out to all the fans who were up there today as well because the backing that they give and have given all season has been phenomenal, isn't it? It has been, it has been, yeah. So yeah, my brother is one of those folks that you talk about that goes week in, week out, home and away, and tries to get to every game in Europe. And the commitment is it's unreal. Like as Tommy Burns said, as he alluded to, you know, 
they're here kind of week in week out everywhere we go and it is it's, it's an unreal commitment to go uh yeah I'm trying to think my first season as a season ticket holder before i moved out here was the dengloss season mm-hmm. would have been yeah so that, that's how far back i'm going that's a strange season, that, actually. Um, I know Kevin Graham, to this day, says that if Wenglor's got a proper pre-season, things would have been massively different for Celtic in that particular year. Uh, it took us a while to get the players in, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it did. I mean, I don't recall too much of the season, to be honest with you, that long ago. But Wenglor's, um, you know, reading back on him since then, was definitely a coach that had a big reputation, was being a very technical European coach coming from... Eastern Europe, where I'm obviously now residing, and the football that he brought was, and the methods that he brought were things that were different to what we had in the UK. The can I remember he'd been at Aston Villa beforehand, and I think they were English champions or uh, certainly title contenders the season before he went there, and they struggled because he was just trying to implement something that was completely foreign to them yeah. in more ways than one. And it would have been the same with Celtic, you know, just trying to implement methods that were kind of unheard of. So mm. you, you never know. I mean, if he had had a, a full pre-season, if he'd been backed and wanted to stay for the second season, well, Celtic's history could be completely different. I, I think his signing record was pretty phenomenal. Maravchik, Viduka, yeah. oh. uh, Mialbe. As, as um, it happens, I've got a Maravchik t-shirt on today, so funny you should mention him. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and this, this is the thing, I mean... With regards to that, often the legacy is those that, that, that they've left behind. And, uh, uh, you know, when we look at that that squad and that team there, I made the point going into the Rangers game at Ibrox, just how many of the starting lineup were Ange Postacoglu signings or who had come in under Ange Postacoglu. It's been a, a real transformation over the last couple of uh, transfer windows. You mentioned the the uh, plethora of right-backs that we've gone through. And, and there he is again today turning up Tony Ralston, doing what Tony Ralston does. Um, I mean, often what happens is we speak about the centre-half partnership, we speak about Joe Hart being that guy we were crying out for last year, and we sometimes don't give the credit really to these two fullbacks playing uh, an inverted fullback role. And, you know, Greg Taylor's come in for a lot of stick this season as well as previously. But again, I think when you look at the performance today that, you know, they really are key to the way that Ange Postacoglu plays and they've been key to our success as well this season, Kevin. They have been. I think the system that Ange has, it's still taken us as fans a little bit of time to get used to because we're used to a more traditional back four where your full backs kind of bomb up and down the line for the full game and certainly in... Kind of respect to Taylor, the last left back was Kieran Tierney, who was you know, the best left back I've seen at Celtic in my lifetime, and the best we've had for quite a few years before that, I would guess. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's got a lot to live up to, and he's not a he's not never a Kieran Tierney style of player in any case. So had we been playing traditional fullbacks, he, he's going to come in for stick because he's a different player. As a fan, I think we're still thinking of that traditional fullback, whereas now he has been asked to do a different role. So we're not seeing him doing the things that we expect him to, to do. And it's it's similar to what you were saying about Carter Vickers with his challenge. That will probably slip under the radar now because we've won the game 2-0. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a huge moment in the game. If he doesn't make that challenge, that's potentially one all. 
and the things that Taylor's doing and the things that Ralston and then Juranovic are doing go under the radar as well because they're not doing what we expect, but they're doing what they've been asked to do. And Taylor's now coming in to play that you know, almost left centre midfielder role at times, which is just freeing uh, the likes of Hatate and Yota up to do things further up the field. And one of the notes that I've got from the first half, which is kind of op- the opposite in the second half, was that in the first half, we were overloading a lot on the left. So you've got Taylor moving in, which then allows, let's say, Hatate to move out a bit wider. Yota comes in a little bit, and you've still got McGregor there. So we've got an overload of three players on the left, and occasionally Maeda's coming across, so you get four. And it's all because Taylor's moving in field. Mm-hmm. And then in the second half, Maeda went off early, but we weren't overloading on the left, and we looked a little bit out of sorts for a spell. So it's those little kind of subtleties that have been added to the to those games that Taylor and Ralston as well, and the same on the right, that can go unnoticed. Um, but they're making a massive difference to how we're performing as a team this season. Yeah, they definitely are. And uh, I think that, and it's not through design, and it's no ideal that Juranovic is out. Obviously it's not. He's been very influential. But after the the resurrection of Tony Ralston this season, it looks as though he's going to actually be playing in the running. Is you know due to Juranovic's injury. That's that's how it appears now. And I, I some you know I'm kind of looking at that, thinking it's maybe right that he will be involved in the running after the season that he's had, the yeah. turnaround in his career um, that he's had as well. And although I would never want any Celtic player to be injured, I'd love us to have a full strength squad. Um, I think it's good that that Ralston will be involved because otherwise they'd have been sitting on the bench he wouldn't have been picked ahead of Juranovic so it'll be great to see him being involved not just as a bit part player Kevin but as being pivotal to this season um, and going towards that, that league title Joe Porter welcome back Joe you're on the YouTube channel Fair Play to Ross County they made it a contest in the second half they absolutely did um, and you know love them or loathe them Malky McKay will be I think um, on a couple of shortlists, probably. Um, you know, Hibs. I noticed today Roy Keane's getting touted for the Hibs. So <laughs> I don't know where that story's come from. Um, I don't know how much truth is in it. But uh, there's a few candidates, and I think Malky Mackay would certainly be looked at as a, a potential. The, th- the thing with the Hibs job, though, I mean, and quite a few excels have been, as I say, Roy Keane, I think Ronnie Dyler, um, every time the Hibs job's available, John Hughes gets mentioned. Um, It's turning into a bit of poison chalice, isn't it, Kev? It is. That's exactly the phrase I would use to describe it, a poison chalice. I don't know why anyone would want to take it on. Not now. You'd say, I don't know, a couple of seasons ago, it would have been a good job to take on because you think Hibs has been a fairly ambitious club that liked to play good football, good stable management behind the scenes. But now they're just going through managers at a crazy rate and no one's getting a chance. If you're hiring a manager like Maloney, and we spoke about this in one of the podcasts during the week, if you're hiring a manager like Maloney, who's coming in having worked at the most elite level of the game that you can get, he's he's coached the the number one ranked national team in the world, it's going to take time for him to get those methods across to players of a hub standard who are not exactly the you know the same level as Belgium the Belgian players it's going to take a while he's he, uh, he got a transfer window I don't know if he got the full transfer window I can't remember when he came in exactly but he's lost his best player during that time as well 
So there's new methods. He's lost his best player. He's had injury problems when he's been there with quite a few players been out. It's going to take time. They're safe from relegation. They're not going down. Let them see the season through. And if you have to make a change because you feel it's gotten too far, you do it in the summer. But I always kind of feel it, unless your manager's absolutely hopeless, and I don't think Maloney was, he gets a year. And, and you know, if you're a, a manager with any sort of ambitions, Hibs aren't going to give you a year unless you're taking them to cup finals, which wasn't even good enough for Jack Ross. No, it, it's a bizarre one where you often wonder what their ambition is. You know, yep. third in the table last last time round, cup final, and, and you think, do you honestly think you're going to win the league? Because third in the table was a high point over a period of seventeen years for Hibs, yep. and there's there's panic, there's knee jerk reactions, etc. This should be a, a far stronger football club than they are. Uh, Pat Santos, uh, you've been prolific on the comments. Thanks for getting involved, Pat. Greg Taylor has been good last week, well, and yet he was ridiculed from so many fans not so long ago. Yeah, he was. He absolutely was ridiculed. And we're now in a situation where, um, I know Liam Scales is on the bench today, but uh, in terms of backup, you've got Ball and Goalie who's not even training with Celtic. He's training on his own in Belgium, which I think shows that he has no future at Celtic. Uh, under Ange Postacoglu, it's just never, he's never going to turn it round. So regardless of how well Greg Taylor's playing, we're going to have to go into the market and buy another left back, it would seem. And if we're going to do that, then why not try and get someone of the level that we got at right back? And then Taylor will be in a similar scenario to, to Tony Ralston. But in terms of the whole team, the squad depth and the strength, that's a good situation to have. It just occurred to me there when Ange's getting interviewed post-match, I can't hear it obviously, and he's standing there with his, um, his now famous Celtic jersey. And, and he told the story fairly recently about how that all came about. You think all these things are perfectly planned, you know, like there at Cantona's speech, uh, with, you know, sardines and all this kind of stuff. And actually they're not, you know, that was on the back of a fag packet, apparently. And uh, Ange Postacoglu, the reason he was wearing it was because his wife wasn't there to tell him what to wear. Uh, but it brought up a, a very interesting memory that um, I was watching something fairly recently where when Ange played with South Melbourne, and famously, we keep going on about it, apologies, uh, Fenis Puskas was the manager. And the players uh, in Australia, there's a few kind of suave dressers and all that. They were kind of like, what is with this guy's dress sense? Talking about Ferenc Puskas, one of the greatest footballers <laughs> ever. So one of the guys brought in a jersey for him um, and said, you know, when you're out having a meal and stuff, wear this. It's, and it was a Hugo Boss jersey, right? But it just said Boss right across the front. And... From then on in, he started wearing it to training, Kevin. Ferenc Puskas, right? <laughs> so he's wearing his jersey to training and everybody started calling him boss, right? And now everybody at Celtic calls Ange boss and he's always been called boss. And you wonder if that came from the fact that his boss, Ferenc Puskas, uh, was such a high, a big influence on him that when he became a manager himself, he took that moniker. I know a lot of guys like to be called gaffer. Um, people used to call Jockstein Mr. Steen. Danny McGrain still does uh, all these years later that shows you how how much respect he's got for him Patrick James Simpson 11 goals 11 assists to Celtic by 100% in my opinion Kevin I think you agree what's your thoughts in the comments and also just to finish up in the last few minutes let's have a chat about how we line up against Rangers so 
you know, we've gone into that game today and I guess there was a discussion around Rogic and O'Reilly. There was a discussion around Kyogo Yakamakis. And was there a discussion around Hatati? We certainly spoke about it, Kevin. I don't know if anyone agrees that Hatati's position in the, in the team was, was definitely um, a point of debate. So how do we line up going into this game against Rangers? I'm going to ask you, Kevin McCluskey, and while you're telling us, I'll keep an eye on the comments section to see uh, what the viewers are thinking as well for next week. Right, I'm hastily trying to write down a team for that game. Back four picks itself. You know, you've got to go Joe Hart in goals. Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Starfield, Taylor. It's the best back four we've got. Um, and yeah, as you've mentioned as well, for the summer, we do need to go strengthen that back line uh, because there isn't the depth if any of them are injured. Midfield is where you get, get a few questions. McGregor has to start. I would go with O'Reilly because he's got his... Uh, well, he's got that kind of mobility around the midfield. His passing ability is just top-notch, as we not talked about at half-time. I don't know who we play alongside him, though. I'd like it to be beat on if he was fit and if he's available to play because I think his kind of physical presence in the midfield could be, again, useful in a game like this. I'm not convinced for Hatate in that game based on his second-half performance today because I felt actually uh, when we were making the trio of changes, I would have taken him off at that point because he just seemed to be making a few too many mistakes, kind of taking his eye off the ball a little bit. But see how he does in training during the week. If he's if he's fit enough to start the game, perhaps you get him in with the same plan as today that he doesn't last the full 90, but we get the game done by the time he comes off. Yota's a must-start up front. I'd probably go with Yota. Toss-up between Kyogo and Maeda, depending on how we want to play the game. And then I'd start Jackie Mackius as my centre of the three because he has he's proven a handful to Rangers every time he's played them. So that's where I'd go. The, the, I, there's still a few kind of question marks over a couple of players, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at the moment because it shows that there's competition maybe for places. And it shows that guys like Hatate, who a few weeks ago or a month or so ago would have been a stick on to play, are now no longer there um, because we've got competition, because we've got players that can come in and take their place. And we're not, in that area of the field, we're not going to drop the quality too much. I think looking at the ones that are potential dilemmas and yeah someone's come in and said I'll leave that one to Ange absolutely uh, <laughs> that's, that's going to be my answer that was a smart <laughs> answer whoever said that well done <laughs> Sean Curran it's Rogic that starts for Sean AGC Kyogo starts for you um, but Stephen O'Rourke got to start with Gigi leading the line uh, Jamie Young agrees with that I think that he's done well against Rangers but I also think that um, the game at Celtic Park will be fresh in the memory in terms of the Hatati question. I don't think when Hatati comes off and he's replaced by Turnbull at the moment that you're seeing enough. And I know that it was a late substitution today. The, the issue with Hatati for me is who replaces him. Uh, Beaton, he, he wasn't mentioned in terms of the injury list. Uh, so is he ill? You know, that, that's not been clarified yet. And I think that my team would be Joe Hart and goals, like yourself, back four picks itself at the moment with Ralston, Taylor, Carter, Vickers and Starfelt. McGregor's first name on his team sheet every week anyway. 
big question for me is can O'Reilly and Rogic play together? You don't think they can. I think it's too much of a risk in a game like this. I think O'Reilly starts against Rangers and I know how great Rogic has been in that fixture. Uh, I think he's going to be one of our weapons on the bench. I think Atati will start as well. Uh, and up top, massive, massive question up top. He's going to go, for me, he's going to go with the, the front line that started today. Maeda, Jota and Kyogo. And we said that, you know, he needs to get 60 minutes under his belt today. He did it. He's then going to have a weekend intense training. Yakamakis, by the way, it has been a revelation, right? He really has. Um, and I know that he can batter and bully and hard. And we didn't get that last week. And that could possibly be fresh in, in the gaffer's mind as well. Um, but I'm also looking at the bench and that old adage about, you know, finishing the game in the last 30 minutes as, as strongly as you started it. Um, and if you've got the likes of Rogic and Abada and Yakamakis and all these players on the bench, then I will feel confident going into next week's game. Whether or not I feel confident half an hour before kickoff, because that's when we'll be on, <laughs> we shall see, Kevin. But it's been um, a great, uh, a great victory for Celtic today. Next Sunday is absolutely massive. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks everybody for getting involved. As always, if you're on YouTube, get subscribing. We've got huge content coming your way. Obviously, we we always concentrate on the Axon stuff, but there is also other content as well. Uh, loads of music uh, content, loads of interviews that I can't actually reveal just yet, but they will be worth watching. They'll be worth the free subscription, put it that way. Get subscribing and you might all also win um, a, a prize as well. As always, Kevin, over in Hungary, thank you so much for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind. companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 
Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.